This is Transforming Truth with the life-changing Word of God that heals, delivers, fills you with the Holy Spirit, all for your supernatural walk in Christ. Stay tuned for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer. And good morning, Detroit. This is Reverend Chris Palmer here on the Transforming Truth radio broadcast. You are tuned in. Don't touch that dial. You are listening to this broadcast because God has a plan for you, a plan to touch your life and change you. Yep, I'm talking about you. You could be driving home and just made the very worst mistake of your life, but the spirit of the living Most High God has you tuned into this station because he wants to transform you with the truth from the Word of God. I want to let everybody listening tonight know that it's been a while. I've been away from the desk. I've been out and about preaching the Word of God. But tonight we are live. We are sitting in the studio. This is not a rerun. This is live. 313-838-1035. 313-838-1035. If you want to call in, if you have a question, you have a prayer, concern. If you're sitting around in your house tonight... And you just are saying, I need somebody to come into agreement so I can receive a touch from God. The Bible says where two or more are gathered together in his name, there he is in their midst. And whatever they shall desire on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of our Father which is in heaven. That's Jesus talking, and he's talking about you tonight, friend. So if you need something, an agreement, you need a miracle, a healing in your body, maybe you're tormented in your mind, or you need deliverance, call in tonight, 313-838-1035, and I want to pray for you tonight, friend. I encourage you to call in. We'll take your call. We won't let you get off the hook until we've prayed with you and believe God for your miracle. Listen. Chris Palmer Ministries and the Transforming Truth Broadcast. We believe in miracles, signs, and wonders. We believe in deliverance. We believe that there should be power, that the Word of God should be backed with the miraculous working power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we come on late nights because we want to minister to people like you that are looking for a touch from God. We want to remind you that we're also a listener-supported broadcast. You can visit us, www.chrispalmerministries.com, if you want to learn more about our ministry. Also, I want to remind you that we have a podcast, On the Road with Chris Palmer, and all of our shows are archived. People have said to me, Brother Palmer, you haven't updated your podcast. I said, yes, but we are taking care of that, so all of our new podcasts will be up this week. I've been out and about preaching in Italy. We've had an awesome time in the Holy Ghost. People have been touched. People have been changed by the power of the Spirit of God. A lot of testimonies from that. And before we get started with Roll Call tonight, I want to let you know that our book, The Believer's Journey, God's Path of Transformation, will be out in two weeks for you to read. Yes, it's exciting, and it will be out for you. And so we want to encourage you. When that comes out, I'll let you know how you can purchase it. But two weeks, and we'll have it. But tonight, we have a very special guest with us in the studio. He's a good friend of mine. Now, I've had him on the broadcast before, and he's been an awesome blessing. He's a powerful minister of God from Brazil. And I just had the opportunity in July when I was preaching in Virginia... I went to his school, Revival Explosion Ministries. He had his very first school of ministry. They had people from nine nations come to his school all across the world. And that's my good friend, Reverend Hermes Falco, Jr. Reverend Falco, good to have you on the show with us tonight. It's good to have you here, Reverend Chris. It's good to have you. This is your first time in Michigan, correct? First time in Michigan, yes. Correct. Beautiful. Well, good. <laughs> well, I'm glad you think so. It's good to have you, Brother Hermes. Uh, you just had your first school of ministry. Uh, how, tell me, how was it? It was powerful. We had 15 days in Richmond, Virginia, and uh, we launched this school, and we invited everybody from around the world to come, and we have people from nine different nations, like like you said. Um, you were there teaching as well, mm-hmm. different speakers. Uh, the most unique thing about this school was the power of God was present during the sessions. Every session, from beginning to end, 
there was a lot of uh, knowledge passed on, a lot of information, but there was a lot of impartation. The students left there different. There was even pastors who came attending the school, including a pastor from Africa, from Kenya, Africa. He came all the way from there because the Lord spoke to him that he should get an impartation to the school, and he surely did. Amen. Well, it was a, uh, a powerful school indeed, and that's why I brought you on the broadcast tonight, Hermes. We want to talk about the power of God. We want to talk about the supernatural power of God. We want to talk about His healing power to heal people. You know that Jesus is still the healer. Yes. He's still out sure. there doing miracles, signs and wonders. Some people are calling in tonight looking for a touch from God. And uh, we want to pray with those people, and we want to get into the Word of God. It says here, Hermes... Uh, in John chapter 6 in verse 28, the disciples said, Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? In verse 29, Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God that you believe on him who he has sent. And the interesting thing about this verse is that Jesus says that this is the work of God, that you yeah. believe on him yes. whom he has sent. Hermes, talk to me tonight about working in the supernatural and the power of God and the faith that's required. Talk to me about this verse. Yeah, it's um, every time I read the Bible, I was very um, amazed, at the, especially in the Gospels. I, I was, as a young teenager, I would read the Gospels over and over again, and I would see the power of God being manifested all over Scripture, and I would say, Lord, I want this in my ministry. I want I want to... I want to have this experience. I don't. I I cannot just preach the gospel and not have your power to back it up. And uh, the scripture is really interesting because that's the very thing that disciples are talking about. It's like, how can we work the works of God? And then they were asking Jesus straight from Jesus, and He said, um, "You need to believe in the one who, whom He has sent." A lot of people want formulas. They want a formula of uh, uh, 10 steps for a miracle or 12 steps for success or whatever. It's, it, the gospel is very simple. Jesus nailed out for one thing. Believe in the one whom he has sent. And uh, as believers, we need to know that there's, there's, there's one key for the miraculous. There's one key for the supernatural, and that's called faith. Faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Now, we're going to talk about what real and true faith is in just a second. Um, because there's a lot of people I notice that they think they have faith, and they're not understanding what true faith actually is. Faith is a matter of the heart. Faith is not a matter of the head. It's a matter, it's an assurance of something that's been done in your spirit. And we're going to talk about that in just a second, but I want to go to the lines. Jenny, you're on the Transforming Truth broadcast. How are you tonight? Um, a little troubled, okay. uh, honestly. All right, well, that's we're, me and Reverend Falco, we're here for you tonight. We're here to take your call. Yes. Um, my husband and I were separated this time last year, and by the grace of God, we are together. Mm -hmm. But right now, we're experiencing um, some turmoil based on um, boundaries um, that have been crossed and that goes both ways. And I would like prayer that we could get on one accord mm -hmm. and that we will desire to have a marriage that is pleasing to God. And that I, my personal prayer is I want to be able to submit to my husband the way God calls me to. Do you have a, a church that you attend on a regular basis? You and yes, and I have um, reached out to set up counseling. Mm -hmm. That's good. Is your husband willing to go? With you? He is willing to go. However, he does not want to go to our church, so um, I am looking for a local third party Christian counselor. Mm -hmm. good. That's good. That's the best thing for you. But I want to pray for you. Uh, it's a matter of relationships all come from the heart, and it's a matter of your heart. And so if you're saying that you want to be willing to submit to your husband, are you saying there's something rebellious that's inside of you, Jenny? Yes. Okay. Have you been able in your own life to identify the root of that rebellion? Um, the root, because the problem for me is um, not feeling secure financially. Mm -hmm. um, we have the income. As a child, my father worked a lot, but we wound up not 
seeing the fruits of his labor. And so I've worked um, basically since I was 12. So I worked for the last 25 years of my life um, to attain, and I understand that security doesn't come from the finances. It comes from God and knowing my, you know, my relationship with Jesus, because I do realize that he is my provision. But from time to time, I just get, I get that sense of insecurity, and I know that that's where it stems from. You believe that from when you were a young girl with your father? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there is a... Um, I believe that when we're overcoming rebellion, that has a root. A lot of times fear has a root. And in order to receive deliverance from those things, those are strongholds in our mind. Paul talks about strongholds in Corinthians chapter 10. People sometimes want to deal with the outer problem, but they don't want to deal with the root. And so um, I want to pray against that tonight. And I want to pray against any root that you may have in your life that comes from your experience with your father, never feeling secure. You're saying as a little girl, you're seeing your father work all the time. And I want to pray against those things, and then I want to encourage you to continue to seek your counseling. Okay, Jenny? Okay, thank you. But really agree in prayer tonight with me, because me and Reverend Falco, we are going to join our faith with you as we believe God for your deliverance, okay? Okay. Amen. Father, we give you praise and glory. We thank you that we can come before you as your children and touch heaven. Father, your daughter Jenny has called into this broadcast, and she did it by faith. She believes that when we pray that something can change inside of her heart. In the name of Jesus, we take and we aim and we target our faith against the root inside of her that is causing this rebellion. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, and I take authority over that. I pray right now for freedom and deliverance in her life, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that the power of the living God would eradicate every ounce of fear, every ounce of worry, every ounce of discouragement in her. I take authority over it and I command that root to leave her life, to come out of her spirit. I break the power of this fear in her life in the name of Jesus. Any lying spirit that would come and tell her that she's bound right now in Jesus' name, I break the power of this thing over her life and I command in the name of Jesus, the Holy Ghost to touch her, to lift her up right now in the name of Jesus. This fearful spirit that is speaking lies to her in Jesus' name. I break your power in Jesus' name and I command every tie that is in her emotions in the name of Jesus to loose and to let her emotions go right now. And I command in Jesus' name for her to be free to submit to her husband right now in Jesus' name. I pray, Father, every time that she looks back to her childhood, that she would not be fearful or afraid, Father, but I pray she would look to her future and see it in Christ Jesus as she's secure in Jesus' name, I pray. Now, Jenny, just say this with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I repent. I repent. Of all fear. Of all fear. And insecurity in my life. And insecurity in my life. I renounce. I renounce all of the exposure all of the exposure that I've had in my life that I've had in my life to fear and insecurity to fear and insecurity and I thank you and I praise you and I thank you and praise you that I can be free now that I can be free now to love my husband to love my husband to submit to him and submit to him as a godly woman as a godly woman I break all ties I break all ties as a result of fear. As a result of fear. As a young lady. As a young lady. And I thank you I'm free now. And I thank you that I'm free now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. A- amen. Amen. Well, Jenny, bless you. thank you for calling tonight. And uh, stay in touch with us. Uh, info at chrispalmerministries.com. And we continue to seek counseling, okay? All right. Thank you. God bless Have you. Have a blessed Jenny. night. You too. God bless Thanks you as for well. Calling. Paul, you're on the broadcast tonight. God bless you. How are you tonight, sir? Is this me? Is it me? This is you. You're on air. Okay. Uh, I'm going to prepare for marriage and um, just fair in general. Uh, I got to make it to church tomorrow because I got to make a deal with the pastor. Okay. Uh, I have a hard time getting up for early. Okay. Sometimes. Okay, well, we want to pray for you tonight, Paul, okay? Yeah.
Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for my brother. I pray in the name of Jesus that you give unto him the spirit of wisdom, her, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. May the eyes of her understanding be enlightened. I pray, Father God, that she receive a fresh touch from you as she goes to church tomorrow. I pray the spirit of the living God be upon her. We thank you and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, minister her by your power and in her marriage. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. you. Have a wonderful night. Yeah. Brother Falco, we're talking tonight about faith. Talk to me tonight about the difference between head faith and heart faith. It's very important that we understand this uh, reality because, you know, head faith is like when you have information about something, but it's like in your intellectual, it, uh, it's not um, a reality on, on your inner man. And uh, you can figure things out with your mind, but when, when for example, when you come into really big trouble or, or a circumstance that is unexpected, it is what is in your spirit that will make a difference. Mm-hmm. Not, not all you learn on your mind or, or all you learn in Sunday school, but it's something, it's a revelation that you got on your heart from, from the spirit of God. It's, it's like a download into your spirit. This is makes the difference, you know. Uh, when you were a young man and you began your journey and your adventure in God, you started off receiving revelation, understanding from the Lord. How did this begin for you when you entered in? Because I went to a Bible school. Yeah. You went to college. Yeah. You've been, you grew up in church your whole life. And there are a lot of people that are sitting inside the pews today. They'll be sitting in the pews tomorrow hearing knowledge and understanding in their, just from a sermon. But no spiritual under. We were talking about today when we were walking. Yeah. We were talking about preachers that formulate sermons and preach good words that are encouraging yeah. but there's also a place where people go beyond the veil exactly how do you get to that point um my walk with god i, I mean it's really interesting i was baptized with the holy ghost when i was like two years and four months old believe it or not uh, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> i believe <young>. it <laughs> never too young <laughs> but uh, anyway uh as i um as i was a 16 year old young man um, I began to develop a deeper hunger for God. And I was like, you know, I need more than just hearing a sermon. I, I can't just go to church and hear uh, some good message. i got to get a revelation. Because, like you said, it's different when you hear, um, let's say, you go tomorrow morning to church and hear a good sermon, and it's fine, it's, it sticks to your mind, but it's, if it does not reach your heart, if it does not reach your spirit, then you don't get a revelation. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that uh, you can uh, get a revelation from God, of course, we pray, you know, but it's, it's um, the deepest revelations you get from God is not, not only when you're in church, but when you're living your life. That's right. And you're facing circumstances and you're facing trouble and even problems. And then, and then you've got to get a revelation from the word that will, will cause you to have a breakthrough in your life. That's absolutely right. In these moments... When you cry out to God from your heart, when you, when you like uh, break your heart before the Lord and say, Lord, come and help me in this situation. Maybe you're hearing this tonight and you're facing problems in your marriage or, or you're sick in your body or, or you're uh, financially uh, in, a, in trouble. So in these situations, it's the perfect moment that you have to cry out to the Lord for, 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 for the scriptures to come alive into your spirit. You know, for example, uh, for healing. By his stripes we are healed. I mean, you may, you may know that your whole life you're in church, but until that becomes a revelation or spirit, right. that's when you're going to experience the breakthrough that you so desire. How do you know that something... Some people think that they're... Op, some, some people, their faith is in their head. Yeah. But they think that it's in their spirit. Where's the variance at? How do you know that... It's not just head faith anymore, but it's become spirit faith. How do you know it's dropped from your head into your heart? Is there something that, is there something that goes off inside of you? It's like a, it's like a spark. When, when, when you go through a situation, for right. example, let me give an example. Um, you know that you, we have authority over demons, right? Of course. We do. We know that, and, and a lot of believers know that on their minds. But it is truly, when you face a demon, like when you, for example, you're preaching the gospel. I know you experienced that. I've experienced that. You, you're out in a mission field, for example. You're preaching the gospel, and all of a sudden, someone manifests with a demon. Then, to face that reality and to cast that demon out, then you, then you know it's in your heart. Right. Because if it was just a head knowledge, you couldn't cast the devil out. It has to come from your heart. It has to come from your heart. When uh, the Bible talks about working the works of God and operating the faith of God, 
says here in Hebrews chapter 4, and Hermes, you understand this because you've been around people in the church for so long. It says here that Hebrews chapter 4 verse 9, There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God, for he that is entered into rest has ceased from his own works as God did. Or it says, he that believeth has entered into rest. I know in my life and my experience that when I'm trying to have faith, mm -hmm. I'm restless. I'm trying to believe God. Yeah. There's a, my prayer life is becoming irritated. I'm mm -hmm. agitated about things. But the minute that that's what God is trying to get over to me drops from my mind into my spirit, a rest comes over me. Yeah. A peace comes over me. Yeah. A cool, calm confidence comes over me. That only comes from the Spirit of God. That's necessary to work the works of God. Yeah. That's necessary to cast out devils. So when you pray for the sick, you've seen a lot of miracles in your ministry. You see a lot of miracles. Is it important to operate in that rest? Oh, yeah. Tell the young people that are listening tonight, the preachers, when you're praying for people and ministering, how do you operate in faith? Yeah, it's, 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 first of all, it does not come overnight. Are you, before a service, before Hermes goes up and starts preaching a service, are you, are you, Lord Jesus, do it for me. Oh, God, just do a miracle for me. Oh, Jesus, do a miracle for me. I'm going to throw you three hours on my yeah, car. Yeah, right. You, you're sitting there, oh, God, if you don't do this. Or are you just confident when you walk up there and you know the power is going to show up? Oh, what I like to do, I mean, um, I, when I can, when I have time, uh, I like to worship. I like to, to enter into worship, mm -hmm. pray, of course, pray in the Spirit. Pray a lot in tongues, pray in the Spirit. But I'm not trying to perform before God so things can happen. I'm not trying to uh, pump a miracle. Like, I'm not trying to, like, impress God so that He'll be so impressed by me that He'll... He starts giving miracles. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't work that way. And, and, and also, for the young people who are listening to this, it is, it is a process that does not come overnight. It's something that you've been uh, uh, developing. Your f faith grows as the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is what I learned. That God does not necessarily fellowship with you in the cubicle hours that you spend in prayer. Exactly. That when you pray and you fellowship with the Lord, you start developing in your life an aroma, a scent of the Lord Jesus Christ upon your life. People will know that you've been with Jesus. Exactly. And so even if you, you know, there's times where you get asked to preach Hermes. Ten minutes before you have to preach. Yeah. And you only have, you don't have any time to pray. Exactly. But you can walk up there and start working the power because of God. Because there's a confidence that was built inside Faith. of me. Faith in God, you know. Right. Not, not in my own works, not in, my, in, in how many hours I pray, not in, in, in how many days I can fast, or knowing um, how long I read the scriptures, but faith in the work of the cross, the finished work of Jesus. There is a uh, saying, if you're listening tonight, your faith. Cannot, what we're, me and Hermes are talking about tonight, your faith cannot excel or exceed past your revelation of Jesus Christ. Because sure. faith in Jesus, faith in, when you have, an, when, when the Lord is revealed to you, when Jesus has been revealed to you yeah. by the Holy Ghost, yeah. then you've come closer to Him, now you know Him, and you can have confidence in Him, you have assurance in Him, and you have faith in Him. And you know he's going to do it. Yes. And that's exactly. what the disciples were talking about. Yeah. How can it work the works of God? This is the work of God. Believe on him whom thou hast sent. And it goes back to Mary and Martha. Martha's in the kitchen. She's cooking. She's busy. She's trying to do things. <laughs> Talk about that. Yeah. You want to work the power of God? Mary versus Martha. Exactly. That's really, really interesting. Um, I usually get asked that a lot of questions about this, you know. I can give a story to illustrate what I'm trying to say. Um, one time I was in Brazil. And uh, we're doing revival meetings for a whole week, and lots of miracles are happening. And there was one time that the pastor took me out, and he's like, why don't you show me around? And he was busy as well doing his things. And we spent the whole day out, and I had no time to actually go home and, and pray or, or, or do anything. I was just out with the pastor. And then all of a sudden, we just, when I saw the time flew, we just went straight to the church. Mm -hmm. And then when it... When it when I saw I was, I was there ready to preach. Right. And I said, Lord, you know, uh, you know my heart. I wanted to spend time with you. But, Lord, you, I trust in you. My source is you. you. I'm preaching your name. It's your gospel. It's your kingdom. It's your power. So the moment I, I got the mic, I just began to, to, to release the word of the Lord. And, and that night we had more miracles and more manifestations of the power of God than the previous nights that I had prayed. Wow. So the Lord, Lord was giving me a lesson. It's not about, of course, I'm, I'm not 
trying to say that if you want to preach the gospel, you should not preach. That's not what I'm saying. But our confidence, our faith, our assurance should be completely on Him. Mm-hmm. If we try to perform, if we try to... Religion always takes us to the outward. Always. Uh, 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 to um, outer works. Mm-hmm. Not inner works. It always says, oh, brother, if you pray three hours, then you can see the power of God. I'm going to talk about something real quick. I'm going to change the subject, and I want to make things a little bit interesting. You're an evangelist. You've been, how many countries have you been to? Um, over ten nations. Preaching the gospel. Yeah. Very experienced young man we have here for his age. What place does the teaching ministry have in the body of Christ? And what place is a miracle ministry of the spirit have and are they have you noticed that there can be an imbalance of the two oh yeah big time if you look at the ministry of jesus the bible is very clear he did three things he, he preached the gospel which mm-hmm. is proclamation he taught the word mm-hmm. and he worked miracles that's right the, the moment we focus on only one side of it then we we, we can get out of balance mm-hmm. For example, if I only preach about miracles and, and, and all I have is miracles, I don't teach the people the Word of God, what I'm, what I'm going to have? I'm going to have people who are going to, yes, they're going to see miracles, but they're not going to have substance in their hearts. And the moment they face something bad in their lives, they'll be in trouble because they have no foundation in the Word. And, and, and our, uh, our foundation should be in the Word of God. Do you know the... Um Foundation should be in the Word of God, teaching, yeah, ministry, yeah, doctrine, yes. of course, is important, and I'm not downplaying that. But when you're ministering under the power of God, and you're ministering by the Spirit of God, talk to me about the importance of having an atmosphere inside of a service. Yeah, it's very important. For example, um, when you talk about teaching, I, I just want to uh, emphasize this. Talk about teaching. I, I can definitely tell you, every time I take some time to teach the Word, for example, on healing, if I just have a miracle service and I just pray for people and do not talk about it, not teach, then yes, we'll have miracles. But every time I spend time teaching the Word, mm-hmm. teaching the Word, we have greater manifestations of the power of God. Because Why? Because faith comes by hearing. So the moment people begin to hear, they begin to hear the teaching of the healing covenant, then mm-hmm. have more miracles. Now, atmosphere is extremely important. Why? Because the Bible says that the Lord inhabits the praise of His people. Mm-hmm. You know, I usually uh, love to spend time in worship and lead the people of God into worship. We experience, um, we've experienced the glory of God in so many uh, different nations. Incredible, incredible miracles, incredible presence, lives transformed. I want to. Here's one thing that's interesting about that is that when you come into a church service, I've come into church services before, and you're preaching, and you want to have an atmosphere. When I say an atmosphere, people that are listening, I'm talking about that atmosphere is not necessarily something that's going on with the oxygen, and that's you yeah. understand what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's something that's an atmosphere is the state and the condition of the hearts of the people that are living exactly. that are sitting there. Yeah. So when I say an atmosphere in the place, well, God doesn't. What he what I'm talking about is that where are the hearts of the people? Exactly. Are the people's hearts open to receive? Are they in a state of worship before God? Are they in a state of praise before God? Are they hard, just sitting there, knowing not, not really expecting anything? Okay. But. You come into a service, there's a high atmosphere, there's a high expectation, there's a, a vibration going through the room, there's an electricity, and all of a sudden, the power of God starts showing up, the preaching is, you know, you've preached places where it's well-received, and you've preached places where it's not well-received, yeah, yeah. where it's like preaching at people that don't even speak your language, <laughs> and as you're wondering if they're understanding what you're saying, and that all has to do with how people have prepared their hearts, but at the same time, it's possible, and this is what I want to say tonight, is that you can prepare an atmosphere around yourself on a daily, regular basis. And it's from that atmosphere that you prepare around yourself, through worship and praise and prayer and entering in past that veil. You build that atmosphere around yourself, that where you go, the atmosphere of the kingdom comes. Amen. Where you go, the atmosphere of heaven comes. And this is what I want to say, is that in the teaching ministry... 
there becomes an imbalance because people think that it's study, 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 teach, 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 study, 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 teach, teach, teach. Yeah. But they neglect the fact that studying doesn't take you past the veil. Mm-hmm. Teaching doesn't take you past the veil. No. The only person that can take you past the veil is the Holy Spirit. Yes. And the only way the Holy Spirit is going to take you past the veil is if you begin to honor Him, yeah. if you begin to make time for Him, you begin to worship Him. And when He takes you past the veil, when you come back, yeah. you have now in your life a richness, yes. you have a depth, and you have a scent that can be picked up. Yeah, exactly. The, the problem with the church is this. Many times you separate things. Mm-hmm. You separate like teaching. Okay, he's got a teaching ministry. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have flowing power. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, this one is flowing power, but he has no teaching ministry. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's time to merge the teaching with the power of the Holy Ghost. That's right. It's time to merge the, 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 the teaching ministry with the miracle ministry mm-hmm. and, and, and have an explosion. You well, know? Absolutely. The, uh, what do you tell a teacher that's listening tonight that, that wants to step into the power of God, but they just all they know how to do is teach? <laughs> First, I mean, it, it's, it's so amazing. That's why I was talking about this school earlier. Uh, the thing that touched me the most was that we're in an atmosphere, in an environment where we had the teaching, a lot of information. We get, gave every student so much information. But every class, we had the, the manifest presence of God. What I tell a teacher, if, if you teach, but you have no power, um, when I mean power, I'm not necessarily talking about miracles, but I'm talking about the anointing. Of course. Because... Uh, you can hear good teaching, but when there's no anointing, you feel there's something missing there. There's, there's an element, very important element that's missing. So if you can tell that your teaching uh, does not have that anointing, first of all, you need to acknowledge that and say, well, Lord, and something is missing in, in, in my teaching, something is missing in my preaching. You've got to acknowledge your present situation and cry out to the Lord for a change. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say this. Uh, be around those who carry that atmosphere and that anointing. That's right. Because uh, you're, you're going to be just like the people you hang, hang around with, you know, hang out with. Mm-hmm. If I'm hanging out with you all the time, I will receive some influence from you, and well, I will give you some influence too. There is, absolutely. And when you're talking about hanging out with people, as me and Hermes were hanging out today, we had a fun day at the lake. <laughs> Hermes caught his first fish. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, actually, I caught it. He <laughs> held it. <laughs> but, I uh, dropped it. He dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were saying that we love conferences. We go to con- we hold conferences. We have church services. Enjoy it. Praise God. You should go have a local church. Belong to a local church, and yeah. you should go to conferences and support. You. Okay, we. This, oh, that's all great. But when you begin to participate with the Holy Ghost, yeah. And you become completely surrendered and turned over to him in your life. Mm-hmm. What his job to do in your life is to develop inside of you an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. You cannot develop an authentic relationship with Christ Jesus just through your pastor or just through your friends. The Holy Spirit has to put that into operation into your life. And of course your pastor is supposed to help you. Along the way, as a natural help, uh, someone in this dimension. Now, when that starts happening in your life and the Spirit of God comes over you, it's not that you're not going to need anyone anymore. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to go to church and submit. You're going to have to listen to your teachers. You're going to have to learn from your teachers. But you will become less impressed with man. Exactly. The Lord told me one time, the more you get to know in Jesus, the less impressed you'll become with yourself. Yeah. Isn't that something? That's powerful. You ever see preachers, they're just so impressed with what they're doing. <laughs> People, they're just, everyone's just so impressed. Businessmen, just so impressed. You know, uh, lawyers, so impressed. Professionals, are so impressed with what we're doing. It's just the greatest thing. We got the greatest thing going over here. But yeah. what they don't realize is that the more impressed you are with yourself, the less impressed you are with Jesus. True. And the less impressed you are with Jesus, the less you know about Jesus. True. <laughs> And the richness that people get when you get beyond the veil, you start looking for people that have been beyond the veil. Yeah. You start looking for people that have this relationship with the Holy Ghost and that has this relationship with Jesus. And if you've been beyond the veil, and you have, yeah. and you've experienced the things of God, guess what? I can get just excited about talking to you 
and having coffee with you or having a, you know, fishing with you. You know, me and Hermes were fishing today and talking about the things of God, talking about what the Holy Ghost has revealed yeah. to us, and I'm fired up. Yeah. And I don't have to pay to go to no conference. I'm just hanging out with Hermes and fired up like, you're not going to believe what the Lord's showing me. And, da, da, da. and by the time we were done, we were just fired up and ready to preach tonight. Yeah, yeah. And so it's not a matter of being impressed with the vessel. It's the encounter they've had with God. Because you can recognize the anointing on someone's life. I mean, right. w when you carry the anointing, mm -hmm. when you've been beyond the veil, like you said, when you meet someone else that, that's been there, you, you can uh, recognize that in their lives. You that's can right. see it. Mm -hmm. You can notice. 100%. Uh, you carry a scent. For like, there's something about that person that says, "Look at the life that's in their eyes. Yeah. Look at the joy that's upon them. Look at the see. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is not meat or drink. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the, the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. That's not something you can manufacture yourself. There's two types of Christians. Christians that are focused on meat and drink, outward things. Yeah. And Christians that are focused on inward things, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. True. Have you been around those? Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been through all kinds of circles you can imagine. You know, I've been, I grew up in church, so yeah. I've, been, uh, all, I've, been, I've been preaching in all kinds of different denominations and churches you can imagine. So I've seen church, they focus so much on outward appearance and outward works and, and, and never on inward reality. You know, mm -hmm. and the moment you begin to teach righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, and having people um, experience the, the true presence of Jesus, the Holy Spirit will take care of the rest. That's right. You don't have to be telling people what you do so much. Mm -hmm. um, even like counseling sessions. I mean, if, if you you just have to the Holy Spirit, He's the counselor, He's the comforter, uh, the teacher, like no one else can be. That's right. And and. and us as pastors who have less of a, of a, of a trouble to deal with <laughs> if we teach people to, to uh, 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 get plugged into the Holy Ghost. That's right. People, they, the, 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 the primary questions I get as a minister are questions that have to do with meat and drink. Is this wrong? Is this right? Is this wrong? And these are things that are not mentioned in the Bible. Yeah. They're not expressly mentioned in the Scripture. Like and, smoking. Yeah, yeah, things like that. And my question is, why are you, why are you asking this kind of question? Ask me a question that has to do with the inner man. People that are focused so much on meat and drink. There's people, you know, in Paul's day, Galatians chapter 2. Should we be circumcised? Should we not be circumcised? There's people today, they can't get over the fact, you've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. You're not baptized in Jesus' name. Well, let me tell you something. The early church, they didn't baptize in Jesus' name. Study early church history. They baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the, the Holy, Holy Ghost. Ghost. That's yeah. what the early disciples were about. Okay, regardless of all that, they can't get past this. They think it's all formulas, and they miss out on the things of the Spirit. They miss out on the... There was one guy who stopped following on Twitter because all he ever talked about was, you've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. You've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. Taking scriptures and turning them all around. Yeah. Because, I mean, that, that's the tendency of humanity. Humanity wants formula. I mean, mm -hmm. your flesh wants formula. That's right. I mean, the, the Spirit gives a reality, and, and it's, it's simple. Mm -hmm. It's not complicated. It's not complicated. Turning things around, and uh, but the thing is, being... See, when the times that I've spent with the Holy Ghost, when the Spirit of God is enriching and He's moving by His Spirit, and I, you get beyond that veil, Yeah. He doesn't start coming to me, telling me, you've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. <laughs> he doesn't come and tell me some point of doctrine that is so menial that, you know, a lot of people like this because it sets them apart and it gives them a niche and it makes them different. And if they can be different, they can be proud of themselves. Exactly. But you know what the Holy Ghost starts doing? He starts pointing at Jesus. Yeah. This is who he is. This is what he can do for you. He's the miracle worker. He's the healer. He's the soon coming king. And then you start seeing this reality of the God and the Jesus. You know what he, the Holy Ghost will never do? He'll never. You know, there's people today they think their pastor is the most anointed thing that has ever walked here. And thank God for that. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you something. You've got to pastors, but you've got to be careful not to worship them. People worship their pastors. Yeah. You can't worship. You can respect. You should respect your pastor. You should honor your pastor. But there are people that will not listen to nobody else other than their pastor. And that's wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. That's wrong. 
and uh, because the Holy Ghost is going to talk about Jesus. So if Joe Smith down the street is talking about Jesus out of a revelation of him, I can listen to what he has to say. Yeah. If you have a revelation of Jesus and the Holy Ghost has shown you that, I can listen to what and you have to say. The Spirit will give you witness in your spirit. Yeah. You'll know. Yeah, there's... You know, uh, there's people that aren't even part of the, the, the denomination that I'm a part of, that I have my papers with, if, and they even have doctrines that I disagree with. And if they start preaching about Jesus and there's truth to it, the Holy Ghost rises up in me and says, there's truth to that. Listen to what they're saying. They're talking about the Son of God. Amen. And there's people, and if you have not cultivated that relationship with the Spirit, you will miss out on it completely. We're going to go to break. When we come back... We will be more with Hermes Falco. Stay tuned. This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. Your holy presence living. This is my daily bread. This is my daily bread.
WMUZ Detroit in crystal clear digital HD at 103.5 FM and from anywhere in the world at WMUZ.com. And we're back here on the Transforming Truth broadcast. Chris Palmer here with my good friend, Hermes Falco. Hermes, you have a school coming up this November. When is it? November 5th through the 15th. The second school of minutes we're going to have. Okay, and it's in Richmond. Richmond, Virginia. And uh, where can people go to find these information about the school? www.reviveexplosion.com This school comes highly recommended in the Holy Ghost by myself. Now, I went there to preach at his first school. Uh, they had nine nations represented, and uh, that was a couple of weeks ago. You will learn about your identity in Christ. You will learn about the power and the flow of the Holy Ghost. The manifest presence of God will be there, and you will come out more equipped for the things of God. Where is that website again, Hermes? www.revivalexplosion.com Get in touch with us if you need to fly out there. People coming even from Finland. They came in from Finland, northern Finland. They came from Africa. They came from Brazil. So if you live here in America, Detroit, Michigan is very close to Richmond, Virginia. You need to make it out there November 5th through the 15th. If you're looking to break out of your religious bubble into the power of God, <laughs> it's a good school for you. We're going to go to the phones. We have Sean with us. Sean, God bless you. You're on the Transforming Truth broadcast. God bless you. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I was just telling Steve, who's the engineer tonight, that the only, and I've been listening to WMUZ for a long, long time, Sure. the only program where the word that you're uh, giving forth, this match, uh, with, with the level of uh, truth and power, it was uh, from Mary Frost. Yes, on, um, sure. Uh, Living Proof. Living Proof with Mary. She's a good friend of mine. I love, Mary's a dear, dear sister in the Lord. So, and uh, I, I just, um, the benefit of your saying of knowing God rather than knowing about God, I, I, uh, I really benefit from your program. I, I want to just ask for prayer for my wife, Melody. She's been under the weather with an upper respiratory infection, and uh, apparently her left ear is plugged up with probably some wax. Okay. And uh, just kind of just going to school full time. So, um, you know, I... Just maybe to lift her up in prayer. Uh, Absolutely. Are yeah. you with her right now, Sean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have Hermes pray for her if you want to put the phone up to her ear, okay? Okay. Hold on. We're going to pray for uh, Sean's wife here in just a second. I want Brother Falco to uh, to pray for him or to pray for her wife here. Sean, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. We're going to go ahead and pray. What is your name, sister? Melody. Okay, Melody. We'll have a miracle working brother with me. We're both... Believe in the power of God. This is an evangelist all the way from Virginia. Go ahead, Hermes. Pray for her ears. Melanie, right? Yeah. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we just release your power over Melanie's body right now. And Lord, in the name of Jesus, we rebuke every sickness, every disease. Father, in the name of Jesus, just release your power over this phone that, that, that it may touch her whole body right now, touch her ears, deliver her from every trouble, from every sickness, every disease. We just curse it right now and release your anointing that destroys every yoke of bondage right now. Release Release your power and your glory and, 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 and a miracle onto her body right now. Let your anointing touch her, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we just release that healing into her body. That, that Father, she will be totally made whole and set free for your glory. In Jesus' name, we release it, Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Melody? Amen. Are you there? Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. Okay, God bless you, Melody. We uh, are talking tonight about the power of God moving from religion into spirituality. Yeah. I tell people all the time when I'm preaching, do not be religious. Be spiritual. You know why people are religious? Because it's easier to be religious than it is spiritual. <laughs> it's, it's easier to focus on what you want to address the outer man with than what you want to address the inner man with. And when we become religious, it is a earmark of the fact that we have been shut out from going past the veil. And the only person that can get you past the veil is the Holy Ghost. This is the thing. People don't want to spend time uh, working. First of all, you don't work to go past the veil. You rest in God, yeah. and you wait on God. Yeah. I was ministering in Italy, and I preached one uh, one sermon, and I was talking about waiting on the Lord. 
waiting on the Lord has much more to do with than just sitting and watching the paint peel off the walls. I remember my used to tell me, you need to wait on God, Brother Palmer. I said, I don't want to go in my room and waste my whole day doing nothing. But waiting on, a God, on God is an exercise, a spiritual exercise that you do to connect with the Spirit of God. Yeah. To connect with the Spirit of God. Waiting on God is making a connection with the Holy Ghost. It's like We're, tuning in the radio. Exactly. You know, on the right station. You remember when we used to have the the the, the bunny ears that you put on the television, mm-hmm. and you're trying to get it to not be fuzzy, so you're playing with the bunny ears. This is a long time ago. Yeah. And then you finally get the picture that comes in. This is what waiting on God is. You're sitting there. You're waiting. You're allowing your spirit man to sync with the Holy Ghost. You're praying in the Holy Ghost. You know, someone's listening. I don't believe in praying in tongues. Well, that's what, you know. The Bible talks all about praying in the Holy Ghost. I yeah. pray in the Holy Ghost. All that Paul said, I wish I'd rather pray in tongues more than I wish you all prayed in tongues. You're praying in the Holy Ghost. You're praying in the Spirit. You're worshiping God. You're waiting on God. You're getting still before God, and then you make that connection with God through waiting on Him. And now you have direct access to yeah. what the Spirit of God is saying, and He begins to download into you the intelligence of God. Yeah. The mind of God. When you're praying for people, Hermes, and you're praying for the sick. Does God release a compassion in your heart and a love? Oh, yeah. Uh, many, many times, especially like um, when I see severe cases, there comes a, a, a compassion that comes on my heart from the Holy Spirit. I remember one time I prayed for a, a girl who was completely deaf in Brazil, in Rio. And uh, her mom brought her to me. I felt such a compassion that compelled me to speak to her ears to be open. The moment that compassion came, I, I felt the power of God on me. I just released um, the word of the Lord, and her ears were totally open. She was 100% deaf. What was that like when that compassion came on you? Love. Pure, liquid love. Mm-hmm. That, that you cannot manufacture, you cannot pretend, you cannot fake it. It's like real, raw. How do you tap that kind of love? Connecting to the Holy Spirit. Because, I mean, the, mm. the Bible says God is love. So I mean, pe- if you connect to the Holy Spirit, He's going to have power, He's going to have love, He's going to have peace, everything. There you go. That's my point. There are people today, they religious, outward people. Oh, God, if I could just have your love. Oh, God, give me your love. Oh, I just want to love the way Jesus loved. I just want to love the way. They wear bracelets. You know, love the way Jesus loved. They make t-shirts. Love the way Jesus loved. Well, that stuff is not going to get you to that point. But if you know how to get into a connection with yeah. the Spirit of God, how to connect with the Spirit. You know, people study the Bible. They teach the Bible. They teach the Word of God from the Bible, and they've never made a connection with the Spirit. Yeah. And they you know, know what? About him. There's no power. There's no. I tell people, all you have to do is focus on making a connection with the Holy Ghost, and the power will be there. Yeah. The faith will be there, like we were just talking about earlier. Yeah. The love will be there. The compassion will be there. And that, a lot of times, comes on waiting. The presence of God can be absorbed into your life. Just like when you eat, when you drink water, your cell is absorbing all of those oxygen you know how it works it's absorbing the water when you worship god you make a connection with the holy ghost and he takes you past the veil everything past the veil your inner man starts to absorb and that's the nutrients that you live off of and then you release that and you release so that. i mean you just go i mean as you go as you as you preach as you sing as you do whatever you do you just release that presence why because you, you it's been on you mm-hmm. it's, it just flows or you can just People, you know, what they want to, they want to release their head knowledge. You know, I was with some people at the seminary that I belong to, and they were saying, oh, yeah, we, I, I took this class, I took that class, and all the releasing is head knowledge. Yeah. But I know people like yourself, myself, you spend time with the Spirit of God, you release, you release that living spirit. Yeah. You release the living spirit. Living waters inside of you. The living spirit. We have Monique with us on the Transforming Truth broadcast. How are you tonight, Monique? We have a few minutes. Yeah, I am blessed and highly favored, Pastor. Wonderful. You sound to blessed. Have you, to have your life on, on this uh, show. Praise God. Yes. What can I do you for know, you? Last week, uh, you talk, I thank you for always leaving something for us. Like last week, you talked about the fire of God, and you said it directed you from uh, mm. to get from the presence, being the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Praise God. And uh, you said... Uh, being the presence of the Lord does not just mean you pray and ask for things. So, how do we get into the presence of the Lord? The best way, Brother Falk, tell her how you do it. Answer that question for her in 30 seconds. 
real quick, I mean, you're a believer. Otherwise, you wouldn't be asking the question. But I would say this. If you got the Spirit of God in you already, just worship Him. As you, as you, the, the Bible says, enter His uh, gates with thanksgiving, His courts with praise. Okay. So the moment you begin to praise God, you begin to lift up His name, begin to honor the Holy Spirit, you're in His presence. You're standing in His presence because He already abides in you. And the moment you begin to worship Him, you're just going to release that presence that is already in you. You're going to release it out. That's right. It's a matter of worship. Uh, Monique, it's a matter of waiting on God, praying the Holy Ghost. But I would tell you that take time, and when you're with the Lord, I want meditate on Him. Meditate on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. And then worship until He comes. Don't try, just, Lord, I worship you, I praise you. There's times I go in my prayer closet, and I pray, and I start worshiping God, and it's dry. It's just boring. But when you stay in there, and you keep worshiping Him, He will come. And His presence will show up. Yeah. And when His presence shows up, it will be exciting. Time will go by quickly. And you will start to feel yourself change. And you will start recognizing that presence in your life. You'll start recognizing His presence. And then the more you worship, you'll start picking up on when it comes. And you'll stay there. And you'll wait until that presence comes. Okay, Monique? Yes, Pastor. Yeah, most of the time, like, where I am in my spiritual life, the Lord wants me to pray more in the Spirit. And I pray for hours. Yes. Yeah. Pray in the Holy Ghost and worship yes. and pray and worship. Okay? Okay. Okay, my sister. God bless you. God yes, bless you. you. Okay. Uh, Hermes, you have a wonderful ministry. Praise I admire God. you. I admire your family, your mom, your dad, uh, you know, your brother, your sister. Um, and I recommend if you're listening, Hermes is a dear friend of mine. I approve his ministry. And, uh, you know, it's a wonderful ministry. That's why I had him on the show tonight. Where can people go to find you on the website? www revivexplosion.com mm-hmm. we're also on Facebook we have a, we have a page for the ministry uh, facebook.com slash um, revivexplosion mm-hmm. and uh, just uh, friend is there also have Twitter Hermes Falco Jr. Instagram and mm-hmm. all social media he's got all the social media he's a 21st century preacher <laughs> um, and your school again is when? November 5th through the 15th you cannot miss this school I, I highly recommend you to come, even from Michigan. People are coming from Finland, man. People are coming from Africa. All the way from Finland. All the way from Finland. I mean, Michigan is very close compared to Finland. And I'll be there teaching, and I'll be ministering. So come to Hermes' school and hook up with him and write him. He's a good brother in the Lord. We have one more phone call we want to take. Nikki, God bless you. You're on the broadcast tonight. How are you? Are you there, Nikki? Oh, yes, I'm here. Sorry about that. I'm here. Oh, that's okay. We have one minute. What can we do for you tonight? Um, I'm just um, asking for prayer um, for my children while they're out there driving to Augusta, uh, Georgia. Oh, need traveling mercies. Yes. Praise God. Well, that's important. You're a good mom. Let's pray. Thank f- you. Let's pray for your children, okay? Yes. Father, in Jesus' name, the word says in Psalm 103:20 that the angels of the Lord hearken to the word of God. I commission ministering spirits now to go forth and protect Nikki's children. I pray, Father, that they'd have an encounter with the Holy Ghost, that they'd experience your spirit, Father, they'd experience your word at a deeper level. And I pray you protect them, Father, in the name of Jesus. And I pray for my sister Nikki right now. Father, I pray the peace of God be upon her. I pray she'd have an encounter with the joy of the Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that any heaviness in her life would lift off her. And, Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would take her deeper into your spirit as her heart has asked and has cried out to to go deeper into your spirit, Father. Take her deeper into you. I thank you for her now. Pray, Lord, she would sense your love. Bring your Father into a season of faith and power. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, and I thank you, and may your days and your life be blessed. Thank you, Nikki. God bless you. Have a good night. You as well. We want to thank all of our listeners for listening to the Transforming Truth broadcast. It's because of you that we can go on air and continue to expand what God is doing. We want to tell you tonight, if you want to partner with Chris Palmer Ministries, you can go to www.chrispalmerministries.com. You can visit me on Facebook, Chris Palmer, Twitter, at Chris Palmer, and, uh, or you can write us info at chrispalmerministries.com. Our book, The Believer's Journey, God's Path of Transformation, will be out in one week, and we will be teaching it every 
night. I'll give you those details coming up. We'll take you through the journey. You want to walk with us? We'll take you through the believer's journey so you can find out who you are and where you are going in Christ. Eradicate those religious spirit and walk in the spirit. We love you. God bless you. I want to give a shout out to my good friend Solomon Williams down there in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We miss you, Solomon. God bless you. We love you, and we'll see you next week on the Transforming Truth Radio broadcast, 12, 15 a.m. God bless you, and we will see you then. If you want to write to us, P.O. Box 403, Wall Lake, Michigan, 48390. God bless you, and we will see you next week. Now that you've received the transforming truth of the Word of God, go deeper. Go to our website, chrispalmerministries.com, or log on to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash chrispalmerministries. Then partner with Chris financially at Chris Palmer Ministries, P.O. Box 403, Wald Lake, Michigan, 48390. And tune in again every Saturday night at 1215 a.m. for Transforming Truth with Chris Palmer on WMUZ, 103.5 FM, The Light.